0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm James Schofield, the creator of the podcast Behind the Bottom Line. This is a special holiday season story which I've written for you called Vixen. It comes in four episodes and has never been published anywhere else. Today's episode is called Frankfurt Calling. Colin Sutherland has flown back to Ireland from Frankfurt for Christmas with his family. But all is not well under the Christmas tree. His ex-mistress has disappeared in mysterious circumstances and the police are looking for her, while an anonymous postcard with a picture of the hotel in the Sud Roll he stayed in with her has just arrived at his home. The fact that his garden is visited at night by a fox shouldn't be a big deal. So why does it upset Colin so much? As you can imagine, Colin isn't getting much sleep at night. Colin didn't sleep well that night, his mind busy with the significance of the postcard. He assumed it came from Yasmin, but could he be sure? Of course it was from her. She must have bought it in the hotel as a souvenir. But why hadn't she written anything? But then again... What could she have written? What was there to say? She must have posted it after their conversation in his office, just to scare him. But then what? Was she hiding? Had she had an accident, or killed herself? Should he tell the police that something had come from her? Then again, he didn't know for sure it was from her, did he? But if it wasn't from her, who else? At some point his exhausted brain gave up and he fell asleep. Daddy, here's some tea. Fiona was standing next to the bed and downstairs he could smell breakfast being got ready. She climbed onto the bed. Mummy wants you to look after us while she goes Christmas shopping in Galway for the day, she said. Would you like that? I'd love that, sweetheart. What's the weather like? Sunny, breezy, with a chance of rain, she answered, imitating the local radio weather forecaster. Brilliant. He dressed, ate his breakfast, and then they waved Flora goodbye as she drove off in her Range Rover. Right, he told the girls. First stop, I want to check the chickens are all right. They were. Flora, who came from a large farming family, knew how to make a hen coop fox-proof. They collected some eggs and put them in the kitchen, then climbed over the stone wall at the end of the garden and went down to the cliffs to walk along the path beside the Atlantic. The cliffs weren't high at Oyster Bay, but there were nasty rocks at their foot, and Colin grew anxious as the children skipped ahead. He was about to tell them to stay close to him when Fiona gave a cry and stopped still, pointing at something white, "'spread across the grass near the edge of the cliff. "'Colin and Daisy hurried over, and there, surrounded by its feathers, "'was the torn-off head of a seagull. "'And that,' said Colin, "'is what your lovely fox would do to the chickens given half a chance.' "'Yes, Daddy,' explained Fiona patiently, "'which is why we have to put the bread out at night for Princess Jasmine "'so she leaves them alone.' But Mummy also says we must always make sure the door to the hen coop is properly shut, continued Daisy, otherwise she might be tempted. They carried on for a while, but the wind had brought some clouds with it, and before the rainy part of the weather forecast started, they headed home. Colin stopped by the wall into their garden where he had first seen the vixen. Where's her lair, then? he asked. But the girls didn't know. Somewhere on the cliffs they thought, but they'd never found it. Colin climbed on top of the wall and looked around. Sometimes you can see foxes in the daytime, too, he said. Have you seen her in daylight? They hadn't. I think you're in love with Princess Jasmine, said Daisy. You ask so many questions about her. Then, screaming with laughter, the girls ran back into the house. Feeling slightly ridiculous, Colin followed and made some lunch. Outside, it started to rain. By four o'clock, it was getting dark already. The girls had gone upstairs to play and Colin was dozing by the fire when the telephone rang. Expecting Flora, Colin picked it up. "'Hello, is that Mr Sutherland?' said a woman with a slight German accent. "'This is Commissarin... sorry, Inspector Regina Huttel from the Frankfurt Police. "'We spoke to each other a couple of weeks ago about the disappearance of Yasmin Tilke. "'Sorry to call you just before Christmas, but I wanted to ask you a couple more questions. "'Is this convenient?' "'For a moment Colin was tempted to tell her to call back later and then disconnect the phone.' but that would seem strange. He didn't need the police to start looking too hard at his connection to Yasmin. No, that's fine, he answered. Happy to help. Thank you. So, first of all, her family and friends here still haven't received any kind of message from Ms that might indicate she's safe, or, worst case, that she's thinking about suicide. Has anything been sent to your house in Ireland by any chance? He hesitated for a heartbeat. Should he tell her about the postcard? No. Who said it was actually from Yasmin? Let's not encourage her. Sorry, uh, nothing from Miss Tilka seems to have been sent here, as far as I can tell. Probably not suicide, then. There's nearly always some sort of message to somebody from suicide victims, you know, said the policewoman. Really? Ah, well, now, Inspector, if you don't mind, I have to look after my two daughters and... Ah, daughters, eh? I bet they're a handful if they're like mine. Well, I won't keep you, Mr Sutherland. Just one more question. Yes? Have you ever stayed at a hotel in the South Tyrol called Hotel Dolomiten? Colin felt sick. Not that I recall, he answered carefully. But I have been to the area several times with my wife, so it's it's possible. Why? We had a look in Miss Tilka's apartment. In the bathroom there were some shampoos and soaps from that hotel. Colin remembered now. Yasmin had taken all the soaps and shampoos she could lay her hands on. Which surprised us because it's a pretty expensive hotel. I would think it's outside her price range. There followed a silence. Colin thought he could hear his heart beating. "'I'm sorry, but I'm not quite sure what that has to do with me,' he said finally. "'Are you suggesting something? Because if so, my lawyers will be in touch with you straight after Christmas, and—' "'Not at all, Mr Sutherland,' answered Inspector Huttall. "'Though I find it interesting you start talking about lawyers.' But do you know if there was anybody at the bank that Miss Tilka was having a relationship with? Really, Inspector, I have no interest in the private life of our staff. This is absolutely outrageous. I shall ask my... No need, Mr Sutherland, no need. I just thought that if you did know anything, it could be helpful. Because we also found a used pregnancy test in her bathroom rubbish bin. But I'll leave you to your family. Please accept my apologies for disturbing you. Goodbye. The phone went dead. Colin put down the receiver slowly and stared blankly at the wall, his mind racing around the information the policewoman had given him. Pregnancy test? Was it positive? huttle hadn't said, and he could hardly ring back and ask her. He'd handled the call badly. He should never have talked about lawyers. He made himself look suspicious. Why had he... daddy! Daddy! Daisy was shouting from the top of the stairs. Come quick, it's Princess Jasmine! Colin ran up the stairs, two steps at a time, and looked out of the girl's window. Sitting on the wall and watching the house intently was the fox. Inside Colin something snapped. He pulled up the window and leant out as far as he could. Fuck off, he screamed into the rain. Just fuck off out of here! In one supple movement, the vixen jumped off the wall and ran back across the field in the direction of the cliffs. Colin slammed the window shut and turned around, his heart racing. Behind him, he found Flora, the two girls clutching her in fright. Colin, said Flora, whatever's the matter with you? Did you enjoy that? Then make sure you subscribe to Behind the Bottom Line so you don't miss the next episodes. And please recommend it to your friends and give the podcast a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Until the next episode, this is James Schofield saying goodbye.